Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Today, I'm going to speak with chain analysis. Apparently, ransomware is right up there in terms of cyber attacks that companies here in Singapore are grappling with. So today, I'm going to speak with experts in the financial crime and economic analysis scene. Chain analysis are a blockchain analysis company. They provide compliance and investigation software to the world's leading banks, businesses, and governments. And today, we're taking a deep dive at insights from their 2020 crypto crime report all about how cyber criminals are using cryptocurrency today great insights and this study comes at such a useful pertinent time right known payments to ransomware attackers rose some 300 percent from 2019 to 2020 they reached over 400 million dollars worth of cryptocurrency so a real problem we're joined now live by Ulysse Delorto he's managing director for APEC at chain analysis. Ulysse, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I wonder if you can share with us to what extent ransomware is becoming a cybersecurity issue for both the public and the private sectors. Of course. So ransomware is a very serious issue and actually a national security concern for countries all over the world. If you've seen, obviously, what's happening in the U.S., categorizing it as a national security threat, this changes the rules of the game because we're not simply talking about sanctions uh, connected to a potential ransomware attack, but much more powerful and physical weapons that could be used by a country. Unfortunately, you know, cryptocurrency happens to be the payment rail of choice for these actors. Mm -hmm. But over the years, we have seen that the preferred payment methods for ransomware ransoms evolved. So it went from wire services like Western Union to prepaid gift cards, for example. Uh, the good news uh, today is that actually cryptocurrency is much more transparent than fiat currency. Uh, and this helps government agencies to make these uh, investigations much more uh, transparent and rapid in solving them. To give an example that is connected to Asia-Pacific, mm-hmm. uh, in January we worked with law enforcement agencies disrupt NetWalk. Uh, which is a, a which was a $78 million ransomware strain that had at least 305 victims from over 27 countries, including China, Japan, Australia, and ASEAN countries, including Singapore. So w- what we are seeing, and as you mentioned at the beginning of of the of the call, is that ransomware attackers rose 147 percent to be exact from 2019 to 2020. But the more worrying trend is that uh, they're not slowing down in 2021. So as of May 28, 2021, we know that ransomware attackers have taken in at least $127 million worth of cryptocurrency from victims. So it is definitely uh, becoming a much more serious issue, and it is our duty to help you know, countries and law enforcement agencies to fight these criminals and attacks through uh, specific uh, solutions, such as Charles Reactor uh, Investigation Services. 
Right. I just want to pick up on one point there. Why is it that cryptocurrency is payment of choice for uh, ransomware attackers if, you know, the characteristic that defines the blockchain is its immutability? I think that this is a this is a really good question. Just just taking a step back. Obviously, you know, ransomware existed before cryptocurrency. Uh, we're talking about the first attacks happening in the late 80s, uh, 1989 to be more specific. Uh, the first documented ransomware attack had to do with the healthcare industry, uh, where an AIDS researcher gave out 20,000 floppy disks to those who attended the World Health Organization. When it comes to cryptocurrency, you know, these criminals are using cryptocurrency uh, exactly for uh, the same reasons why people like you and I would use it for legitimate purposes. So it's instantaneous cross-border and liquid. At the same time, you know, like they are aware of the potential risk of being traced, uh, but they, they play the gamble. I believe that, you know, we have to make the distinction between cryptocurrency being used as a, as a form of payment uh, for ransom and ransomware. A ransomware is an old attack. Uh, obviously, uh, ransomware attackers and criminals are becoming more and more uh, innovative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, uh, while it may seem at first that cryptocurrency enables ransomware, it's actually instrumental in fighting it. And the key tackling ransomware is actually disrupting the ransomware supply chain. So this includes authors, infrastructure services providers, launderers, and cash out points. I wonder if you can help us understand where proceeds are heading towards. We know that ransomware attackers are becoming increasingly sophisticated. I wonder if we're seeing a geographical spread as well. Do we have any idea where the proceeds are heading towards? Yes, so that, that's, uh, that's, a great, uh, that's a great question. Um, so by looking at the data that we currently have, the majority of the ransomware attacks appear to be carried out by cyber criminals in Russia and other commonwealth of independent states countries. Um, this is also part of the reasons why some of the tensions with Russia escalated between Russia and the U.S. But, you know, like the borderless nature of ransomware attacks mm. means that businesses everywhere, including APAC, can be victims to this, this type of crime. Uh, so it's extremely important for organizations to have uh, processes, policies, and procedures to protect themselves uh, against ransomware attacks because our organization is, is vulnerable. Um, solutions, you know, such as uh, Chinal's KYT can actually help uh, government agencies uh, and other types of, of stakeholders to limit uh, the exposure to these type of activities by mapping actually the blockchain. I can give a lot of examples, uh, but what's very interesting actually to, to, to notice mm-hmm. is that most of the cryptocurrency funds that are related to ransomware are connected. Actually, 82% of all the ransomware funds from 2020 are connected to five cryptocurrency exchanges globally. So this is uh, pretty unique. And actually, it's 199 deposit addresses. So this basically uh, suggests a couple of very important points. Firstly, most exchanges globally are doing a very good job in preventing ransomware cash-outs on their platforms. Secondly, it means that, you know, most ransomware is cashed out on cryptocurrency exchanges. And thirdly, you know, like, which is a bit of the sad note, is that there are still exchanges out there that are not monitoring the, the, this activity as they should. But yeah, if I can summarize, I would say that uh, Russia and some other uh, countries 
coming out of independent country states mm-hmm. uh, are responsible for these attacks, and most of them are being cashed out on exchanges. To be more precise, five of them. So in future, are we likely to see countries, governments moving in to clamp down on policy vacuums with regards to exchanges? Well, I believe that, you know, we're talking about a minority of cryptocurrency exchanges. Uh, in general, most exchanges are using uh, AML solutions that allow them to prevent this type of uh, activity. I mentioned Chinavis, Know Your Transaction earlier. Uh, these are solutions that basically allow cryptocurrency exchanges to stop payments uh, to, be, to be made in real time. So I think that it's very important for uh, regulators to be informed mm-hmm. about what is possible and what is not possible in the blockchain mm-hmm. and then to set up specific regulatory frameworks to limit this type of gaps. And uh, NAS you know, in Singapore is a very good example. It's, a, it's one of the regulators that knows the most actually globally about cryptocurrency and really understand what it means to uh, perform illicit activities on the blockchain and regulate cryptocurrency businesses. So we should really have more and more of these type of regulators uh, and educate regulators. So this is part of, of what we do as well, you know, that, uh, our educational programs are, are, are very, very important, not simply for, for us, but for everyone in the industry. We should have everyone at the same level when it comes to understanding both licit and illicit activities happening in the blockchain space. Yeah, we thank you for taking the time out for this educational session. We're taking a deep dive at Chain Analysis 2021 Crypto Crime Report with Managing Director for APEC at Chain Analysis, Ulysse Delorto. Tell me, has the average ransom payment increased at all? Definitely. Uh, the average known ransomware payment has more than quadrupled from $12,000, for example, in uh, Q4 2019 to $54,000 in Q1 2021. Uh, you know, this is likely due to ransomware attackers being more effectively targeting larger organizations uh, with the help of illicit third-party vendors who sell them hacking tools or stolen data, for example. Mm-hmm. And many of these chains function on the model known as a ransomware as a service. So this is uh, a model in which attackers known as affiliates rent the usage of particular ransomware strains from its creators or administrators we in exchange get a cut of the money from each successful attack. Uh, and you know, this leads to a large number of attacks and also a, a bigger uh, size of the attacks so as, as have quadrupled in, uh, in less than a year and a half. So your report also looked at how cyber criminals are using emerging technologies like DeFi to launder illicit funds. I wonder if you can elaborate a little on that point. I mean, uh, when it comes to these type of attacks, cyber criminals uh, tend to use the most innovative uh, technologies that have uh, at their disposal. Mm-hmm. And you know, generally, these technologies still at an infancy stage. So that basically means that criminals are able to leverage them and leverage maybe gaps that uh, are present. So one example uh, that uh, I can mention mm-hmm. is that um, with Ethereum, uh, for example, um, when uh, the uh, first DAO was launched, um, basically uh, there was a big hole and a big hack that happened. So this is actually, actually not, doesn't have to do with ransomware, but it has to do with the fact that 
generally when new technologies are being developed, um, uh, criminals can actually breach in more easily because, um, you know, like some of these uh, infrastructures are being created as we speak. And DeFi is growing exponentially. So we're seeing a lot of usage of, of DeFi. Uh, that being said, you know, there is more and more uh, breaches that are happening. So this is, it has nothing to do with DeFi in itself. Mm -hmm. It's more like new technologies uh, being more uh, open uh, and exposed to to cyber criminals uh, trying to, to breach in. So we know in ransomware attacks, cyber criminals, typically they're looking for vulnerabilities in organizations, computer systems before they, they lock up or they encrypt or they extract data. Um, and then, you know, they demand payment to decrypt or unlock the systems and sometimes threaten to leak stolen data if that request is rebuffed. I wonder if you can share, does your report have any insights for businesses listening in, always thinking of new ways to tackle these new threats? Well, you know, there are um, there are different different things that can be done. Um, I think it's it's very important uh, to make sure that you know we have regulators that are educated, as I mentioned, because you know what we have seen a lot as well is that uh, some companies prefer not to uh, mention that they've been they've been attacked and they pay right away. Uh, there are there are ways actually uh, on the blockchain um, to uh, basically uh, map the blockchain and identify specific services uh, so that, uh, you know, once after the fact, once uh, these uh, companies are being attacked, they're able to identify which services, potentially exchanges, are being used to uh, cash out uh, these funds and basically flag uh, this to authorities uh, to then uh, stop exchanges uh, from uh, allowing these uh, specific uh, operations to happen. So I think that um, it is important, depending on the company, so if I'm an exchange, for example, um, having a solution, just um, channel with KYT, as I mentioned earlier, that allows me to have a due diligence uh, solution in place and have real-time transaction monitoring, which doesn't exist in the fiat world, just so we are uh, on, the same, on the same page on this, is really essential because I'm able to map uh, both illicit and illicit activities, but I'm also able to stop uh, payouts and ransomware attacks in real time. So I think that these are essentials uh, to have as tools to combat this type of uh, criminal activities. I think here in Singapore, there's a debate about, you know, best practices for dealing with ransomware as we see it rise amongst the top cyber threats here in Singapore. So uh, basic question is, is paying ransomware typically a bad idea? That's a, that's a great uh, that's a great point. I, I wouldn't call it uh, you know like a, a bad idea. I think that uh, we should basically enable uh, companies and educate companies about ransomware in general. Uh, I think that you know a lot of companies, uh, like a lot of individuals out there, uh, are not very familiar with ransomware, mm-hmm. and still think that, for example, ransomware. Uh, is uh, rising up because of the rise in cryptocurrency, which is which is not the case. I think that actually uh, paying paying ransomware, uh, if for example it happens uh, to be uh, requested via uh, cryptocurrency, uh, helps also um, companies such as Chinalos, but also regulators and law enforcement agencies understand uh, the scope and the size of, of this type of issue. Um, I also believe that you know often what happens is that companies 
uh, have to do with billions of dollars, you know, like damages uh, that can happen within hours or minutes. So it's really a, a monetary uh, and a trade-off decision that is made. It's either paying uh, X amounts of money or, uh, you know, losing billions of dollars, for example, or even, uh, you know, like killing people in some cases. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned uh, in, the, in a ransomware attacks that uh, had to do in, in the 90s, but also you have ransomware attacks that are attacking hospitals. So imagine, you know, we have uh, a hospital in Singapore being attacked and, you know, like there are lives at, t- at stake. So obviously it's, it's, a, it's, it's very important for, uh, in my opinion, for these um, companies to be more aware of what is ransomware, how to tackle ransomware, but also to uh, actually make this uh, public because this helps uh, organizations such as Chinavis, those regulators, understand the scope of the issue. Well, thank you very much for this session. We do appreciate it. We know it's very early over in Italy where you're joining us. Ulisse Delorto, Managing Director for APEC at Chain Analysis, helping us understand a little bit more about ransomware right here in Singapore. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.